0: Uh, Have you heard of No Mow May? It uh, started in the United Kingdom. It is uh, starting to catch on in Canada. It is relatively new. No Mow May was created by Plant Life, which is a conservation charity in the UK, in 2019. So it has not been around for that long. It is exactly what it sounds like. It encourages people to hold off mowing their lawns until June. This is to allow flora to grow, to give pollinators like uh, butterflies, beetles, bees a better access to nectar early in the year. Uh, Now, I I did see that Kingston is urging people to, uh, to do this, to hold off mowing their lawns until June. The question becomes, should we be doing this as well? Uh, experts at the University of Guelph warned that the campaign might actually do more harm than good. So let's talk about this. Dr. Sarah Stricker is the communications and outreach coordinator at the Guelph Turfgrass Institute. Joins us now to talk about this. Uh, appreciate the time today.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: So is this a good idea or not? Well, For a
1: functional lawn, it's not a good idea. Um, We have to remember why we have lawns and lawns are good for play, for pets, for social gatherings. And the most healthy and functional lawn is when we keep it mowed. And in May, in Ontario specifically, this is one of our biggest growth seasons. So it's really important to mow in response to the weather instead of listening to a campaign that was not created for this country and it's trying to encompass the entire country in one statement, right? It doesn't really make a lot of sense.
0: Uh, you mentioned something that I was curious about because this did start in the UK and it may work in the UK, I don't know. But uh, that doesn't necessarily mean it works here.
1: Well, and also the campaign was designed for roadsides where they were looking at flowers and uh, that were more than a foot tall. Um, and so those were very rough edges right so it's really hard to compare that to a lawn Um, and here in Ontario the number one weed that we find is dandelion Uh, first off dandelion is non-native to us so it's not the greatest food source for our native pollinators and also dandelions can tolerate mowing if they could be killed by mowing then we probably wouldn't have dandelions in our lawn
0: believe me I know Uh, (laughs) uh, so what happens to your grass if you do this
1: So the thing is, if you let your grass grow long um, and then you go back to try to mow it afterwards, you are at more risk for scalping the grass. That means like cutting off the actively growing apical meristem, which we don't want to do. And also it stresses the plant out. So we recommend to never cut more than one third of the plant in one mowing go. So let's say you wanted it at two inches. So you wait till the grass is three inches then you cut one inch off. That's one third, right? So if you let your grass grow too high, and let's say that it's at six inches and you mow it down to three, you've cut half the plant off. And that is a very big, stressful event. And in the in the end, after no mow may, you're going to have to add more water, fertilizer, seed, and even weed killer to get your grass back to the functional space that it is. And that's why we're saying it does more harm than good.
0: So can it be, uh, to that point, hard to recover then? Uh, I guess if you do it correctly, it may be not so much, but maybe if you don't or you're not as knowledgeable, that it might be a little bit hard to recover from something like no mow may.
1: Exactly, yeah. And, you know, lawns aren't really designed to be pollinator refuges anyway, as they are, but there is a big interest in homeowners creating uh, more diverse lawns and incorporating flowers, and we totally uh, support that as well. You know, you can add in clover or wild strawberry or creeping buttercup, the the plants that grow low enough that you can mow to keep it short. Um, just be aware that if you want to play soccer on something like clover, it's not going to be as wear-resistant. It's not going to be as um, traffic-tolerant as grasses are.
0: Well, you kind of also touched upon, you know, if, if this is meant to help pollinators, which is a good thing, but... This doesn't, you know, to your point earlier, this doesn't have to be the only area where we can do that. There are other ways to help pollinators.
1: Yeah, and in spring, actually, in Ontario, some of the best pollen sources are actually trees. So anything in the maple, the willow, the apple or crab apple family, they are amazing sources of pollen. So planting trees is actually a really great way to support pollinators. We also have snowdrops and crocuses that are early flowers that you could put in, and they finish flowering by the time you need to mow.
0: In terms of, you know, how, how long your grass might be, if sometimes people not participating in this, but for other reasons, maybe they travel, they go away, their lawn's a little bit back. Do you find uh, people uh, are as knowledgeable about, you know, how to maybe cut your lawn down? Because the the tendency might be, oh, it's really long, I've got to get it short again. But to your point from earlier, I mean, going too short all at once might not always be the best thing, regardless of the, the time of, you know, spring or summer.
1: Yeah, if your lawn uh, growth has kind of gotten out of hand, we recommend, you know, raising your mower as absolutely high as it can go and mowing it at that height. And the next mow, you can lower it down a little bit and mow it there. And the next mow, mow uh, move it down a little. So sort of successively cutting it shorter and shorter until you get it back down to the height that you like. And, you know, the height that you want it at, we recommend around three and a half inches. But that's also up to personal preference. If you want to play something like lawn bowling on your backyard, you might want it shorter than that.
0: Do you find, um, you know, uh, nomo is catching on or is it kind of just uh, a kitschy thing that maybe people talk about now because it is relatively new but may not uh, catch on?
1: Well, it's a catchy hash- hashtag, you know, hashtag no Mo May, And it's easy and simple for people to do because it's something that you don't have to do. It's, you know, it's the absence of doing something. So I think that's why it's gaining some popularity. I don't think it's as popular as uh, people may think, but we sort of started reaching out to different municipalities this year because we noticed areas, like you said, in Kingston, where the city has start- started to advertise this and encourage people to do it with campaigns of like enter a, a photo and you can win a prize or something. Those are kind of campaigns. And we love that this is starting conversations about supporting pollinators, but we're just trying to get ahead of that to say, yes, we want to support pollinators, but no may is sort of a short term, not really sustainable method. You know, you're not really going to be support- creating a lot of food sources in your lawn. There are other alternatives. And also pollinators need nesting sites. So what you could do is create a little naturalized corner in your yard where you let it grow wild. Maybe you have some logs or some leaves or some kind of thing like that where they could nest and have food. But then be aware that the naturalized area in, could include pests like um, mosquitoes and ticks and rodents and things like that. So you want to keep your kids and pets out of a naturalized long grass area.
0: I actually don't mind uh, mowing the lawn, so I'm happy not to do a no-mow-may. I don't know if that makes me a little bit weird, but I don't mind mowing the lawn.
1: Yeah, I think it's actually a good uh, sort of exercise for me. I love the smell of brush-cut grass, and uh, personally, I have a dog, a small dog, and she doesn't like wet feet, so she likes <laughs> the grass nice and short.
0: <laughs> well, I, I appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great day. You as well. That's Dr. Sarah Stricker, Communications and Outreach Coordinator at the Guelph Turfgrass Institute.